Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to our season three finale episode. I am so proud of this season. I had the privilege of conversing with such a wide variety of brilliant and accomplished individuals, and I've been in such awe of the incredible support that all of you listeners have shown. So I wanted to conclude this season with an inspiring story and to highlight someone that is handling their life in their own way. And with that said, I am happy to introduce today's guest, Jade Carey. Jade is a gymnast and Olympic gold medalist who won gold with her floor routine at the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics, and she's now a student and member of the gymnastics team at Oregon State University. This year alone, Jade was named WCGA Regional Gymnast of the Year, the 2022 Honda Award finalist, and she won silver in the 2022 NCAA Championship on uneven bars. Most recently, though, she claimed the vault title at the 2022 World Artistic Gymnastics Championships in Liverpool, England. Needless to say, Jade is certainly handling a lot between her athletic career and her academic one, so I am thrilled to have her on to chat about how she's managing it all and to also weigh in on her takeaways from the Olympics as well. So let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. So Jade Carey, like I said, I am very thrilled to have you on to chat Um, I was telling you earlier, I, like so many other people, I'm sure, I'm just such a big fan of everything you've done in the world and realm of gymnastics. I watched you in the Olympics last summer in Tokyo and was just really inspired by your, I mean, not only your, your, your physical accomplishments, you received gold and floor for Team USA, which was incredible. But I just think your perseverance is like going through an Olympic journey during the pandemic and what a crazy time that was, you know, it was supposed to occur in 2020, then it switched to 2021. So needless to say, I am just thrilled to have you on. So thanks for coming on to chat. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So, um, you know, for those who don't know, you know, I just sort of gave a, a brief in the intro about, you know, your athletic accomplishments and sort of your career in gymnastics and all of your accolades. Um, But like I said, so many people, I'm sure, know your journey from the Tokyo 2020 Olympics from last summer. Um, Still throws me off how it was the 2020 Olympics (laughs) happening in 2021. (laughs) I'm sure you had like a field day with that. (laughs) But, um, you know, you, you had such a journey on that road to get there. But you also, for anyone who doesn't know, you're currently a student at Oregon State University. And I'm really curious to know, how is that going? How is that transition of coming off like such a high last summer with everything with the Olympics and then switching back into gears and going not only back to school, but also competing at the collegiate level? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really great. It was definitely 
a big adjustment in the beginning because um, everything about it is new to me or just like haven't done it in a while. Like I didn't do school for almost three years. So it was weird getting back into school, um, but it's been great to have a team by my side and support me throughout all of this. And it's great to just be there for each other and support each other. And I've had so much fun competing at the collegiate level. Um, there's just a whole different atmosphere and environment to it. Um, so that's been really special to be able to create that bond with my team and just really have fun and enjoy the sport that we love to do most. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think it's really interesting. Um, so you are actually the third uh, gymnast that I have had on the podcast. Um, and it's funny now because I feel like it's become a trend each season. And I love it because I love gymnastics. But season one, um, you know, I had a conversation with Jordan Weber about her sort of journey from competing at the Olympic level and then going to the collegiate level and coaching. Mm -hmm. And then um, last year, I had a conversation with Ping Ping Lee over the summer. Um, you know, she's a Canadian gymnast and sort mm -hmm. of talking with her as well about you know, competing at the collegiate level. And I'm, before we get into talking about, you know, competing at OSU and then also at the elite level, I'd love to know, like, what are you, what are you studying right now? So what's your major, whatever you're able to share about that? Yeah. Um, I recently just declared my major in business. Um, so I haven't taken a whole lot of business classes yet, but um, just something that I've recently been interested in and feels like it will really just help me um, in the future. I feel like there's a lot that you can do with a business degree and it's a lot of useful information and something that I'm really interested in right now. Yeah, I, I think there's, that's an excellent point. There's so much you can do with a business degree, <laughs> um, literally so much. If there's one thing I've just seen over the past few years, it's just creative people launching businesses, working in the field of business. There's so many different sectors you can go into. So that's really interesting. Um, and how, I guess, has that sort of transition been? Because now you, you compete at both the collegiate and the elite level. How is sort of that juggling act for you? <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely been quite of a juggling act, like you said. Um, not as easy as it may seem um it's been hard to really balance like how to get all my elite routines back um because for so long I didn't I kept up with the elite skills but not my actual routines and those require a lot more strength and endurance to get through um but I would say it was tough for a few months just to get that back but now I feel like I'm getting back in the swing of things. And this year we're taking it a little bit slow um, just to test it out and get fully back. Um, and then hopefully uh, next year and the year after that, I'll be able to put in some more of my upgrades and harder skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you did such an incredible job in Tokyo. And for no one who has seen your floor routine, I mean, I <laughs> highly suggest pulling up YouTube right now, going to check it out because it was genuinely so incredible. But I'd love to know, I guess, just a little bit more about your backstory, if you will, because one thing that I thought was 
you know, very inspiring about your journey and into the Olympics and just as an athlete is that your dad is your coach. Um, your dad, Brian, I believe. Is yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Brian, because I think to me, that was just really beautiful to witness sort of the relationship that you had as an athlete and him as your coach, but then also like father and daughter. Uh, I'm sure you get that a lot, but <laughs> how, I guess, first question being, how did your sort of background with gymnastics begin? And then where did your dad becoming your coach sort of come into play? Yeah. Um, so when I was born, my parents owned a gym. So I was there all the time, grew up in the gym, always wanting to jump on the trampoline, play with new things, uh, just learn everything. Um, I would watch the older girls and just copy basically what they were doing. So once I was old enough, I like got into classes and started at like the compulsory levels. Um, and then when I became like a level seven, level eight, that's when my dad started coaching me more um, and like coaching our girls team. And just from there, I worked up to become a level 10. And then that's kind of when I got noticed by national team staff. Um, so I did it a little bit differently than what you typically do. So that's definitely something about my story where I just really went through like the development program levels instead of like the elite mm -hmm. route, I guess, um, and got noticed a little bit later. Um, but then my first year um, in elite, I went to Worlds. Um, and that is when I really realized like that I wanted to continue in elite and really go to the Olympics. I mean, of course, as a little kid, I always wanted to go to the Olympics. I feel like that's every little gymnast goal. Um, but that was when I really felt like it was something that I wanted to do and something that I was capable of. But it's been really great to have my dad throughout this journey because he obviously knows me really well and knows how to push me and knows when he needs to step back. And we're really good at keeping it separate. Um, so like at home, he's just my dad and that's it. We don't talk about my gymnastics or anything like that. And when we're at the gym, he's just my coach pushing me to be better and doing everything that he can to make me the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. That seems like a really like to create sort of like almost that boundary, if you will, like a healthy boundary is like keeping work at work and home at home and I, I, I'm interested though. So then with the Olympics, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, you weren't really, people weren't really able to have, the athletes weren't really able to have their families there, right? right. Yeah. So that was, that was probably a little bonus that, you know, dad was able to make it there. Yeah. It was definitely heartbreaking that like my friends and my family weren't able to be there. Um, but it was definitely nice to be able to have my dad there and have at least someone in my family there. And I feel like we all struggled a little bit with not being able to have our families. So it was really nice to be able to have him. And I feel like it was always kind of like a joke that he was the dad for everyone um, because no one could actually have their parents there. <laughs> it was really heartbreaking. I mean, and I wasn't even an athlete competing, you know, it was just like heartbreaking to watch like 
the sort of the camera would, you know, be right there on the floor with everybody or in the pool or wherever for whatever competition, um, whatever mm-hmm. sport was happening. And then the camera would just like cut to back at home and everybody's hometown, the Zoom sort of style yeah. cameras of like everybody like gathered in a garage or in a living room. Um, I will say like they did a really great job at keeping us connected with our families the best that they could. Because um, I remember like after I won floor and like I went through the media, like they had my family pulled up on the screen so like I could see them and talk to them through the camera. So that was really nice. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, because I imagine it's really hard. And that's why I think it was like heartbreaking to watch in a way because you guys work so hard. You know, you put mm-hmm. in your blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, I did I did volleyball throughout high school. And I just know for that, for just high school volleyball, like, <laughs> and I was no pro, but like you put in your blood, sweat, and tears into something and you mm-hmm. worked so hard. And I know, oh my goodness, like competing at the Olympic level, just based on, you know, other Olympians I've, I've had on the podcast and talking to them, the amount of hours you put in and, um, you know, it was, it was definitely a hindrance, but like I said, everybody definitely did well. Team USA Mm -hmm. did so well in so many different sports and so many different categories. Um, so that was awesome. But I guess going back to your story on your parents having the owning their own gym, were they, were either of them in the, did either of them compete at all in gymnastics? They do gymnastics. Yeah, they both did um gymnastics as kids and like through high school nothing major or anything but they were both definitely involved in gymnastics that's great and they are both coaches now so (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah it was funny because I'm not sure if you uh follow on um well it was on Instagram I think where I saw it but I don't know if you follow Sean Johnson East Mm -hmm. on on Instagram but she just posted I don't know if it was yesterday or today but she just posted the most adorable video of her daughter uh, at like doing gymnastics. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was for the first time or what, but it was the most precious thing because she she's very little and it was just very precious and really cool to see that sort of like circle of life thing, right? To have. Yes, you know, that is really cool. Like, especially <laughs> when it's your own kid doing like the sport that you loved. I think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I I just thought that was so interesting to hear, you know, your parents having gym, them both being coaches, and then you sort of getting to do this sport and also having your dad along for the ride. Um, When I I thought of you this morning, when I saw that video, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I wonder (laughs) if this this was sort of her story. Um, Because it it was just so cute to see. Because like I said, you you all as athletes in general work so hard and put in so much, Mm -hmm. you know, blood, sweat and tears into the sport. And uh, to see that sort of you know, love and passion for it passed down to like a younger generation, I think is really cool. But with that all said, I want to talk about recently the U.S. Gymnastics Championships that occurred back in August. And I saw um, an article, I believe it was NBC. I want to cite my sources, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I saw a really cool statement that said that you and Jordan Childs, you both competed. And in doing so, you made history because you both became the first U.S. Olympic female gymnast to return to elite competition after competing in the NCAA season, which I think is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I definitely 
didn't know that either until I saw that. Um, so that was cool to see and really special to be able to show everyone that you can do both and it's possible to do both. And I know Jordan and I really wanted like at championships to show everyone um, a little bit of a different side of us and show the world that we can do the hardest gymnastics there is, but still enjoy it and still have fun and still make it a really positive environment. And I, I think what makes it really interesting is that, and from, I had this conversation, I think, I believe with, um, in season one with Jordan Weber, because we talked about her, um, I believe she's still coaching for the, is it Arizona Razorbacks? I believe. Arkansas. Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. I knew <laughs> an A was in there for the Razorbacks. And, um, you know, talking about her sort of decision to step into sort of the collegiate life, right? Mm-hmm. I think at least from, and I'm no, you know, uh, I, I don't have a, a ton of specific knowledge on the sport, but from what I've read and sort of kept up with in the media about it, I'm seeing this sort of shift in athletes, sort of like we just said, yourself and Jordan, um, Jordan Childs, sort of stepping into the collegiate level and saying, you know, like I can do both as opposed to maybe flash flashback like 10, 15 years. And that wasn't as common. And I feel like, at least from my vantage point, I feel like the sort of societal perspective is changing. Would you agree in that in that sense? Yeah, I definitely think that the perspective is changing. Um, you're seeing a lot more people do college annually or just even older girls doing elite still. Um, and that's really cool to see and really show like the little gymnasts out there that like you're not set at a cap like you can keep going um for as long as your body and your like mind will allow you to go and as long as you're feeling good and healthy like there's no reason that you should stop the sport that you love exactly i mean amen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i think it was also cool to your point that in Tokyo, I believe there were more non-teens competing than teens competing. And I believe in gymnastics as a, as a whole mm-hmm. for the first time um, sort of in over 50 years, which is really incredible. And it just shows to your point, like if you have that passion and you can you know, mm-hmm. perform the tricks, you know, get the job done, like age, age didn't really matter. Yes, I agree. Um, I feel like we talked about that too over at the Olympics. We saw a lot more older people there competing. And that just goes to show that like, if you're still feeling good and loving gymnastics and can do it at the highest level, then why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that, um, I hope changes. I mean, also, you know, everybody has to be mindful, like athletes have to be mindful, like, you have to look out first and foremost for your bodies and what you're capable mm-hmm. of doing, right? Like you, you never want to put yourself in, in sort of the path of injury. Cause I have, I have actually family that, uh, are, are athletes. And I think it's, it's this sort of, we were, we were just saying before, like this sort of societal thing, like, oh, like you age out of something 
and mm-hmm. you age out of your sport. Uh, like, you know, it, and it goes for a lot of industries. I mean, just in, you right. look at entertainment industry, you know, I, I had a lot of conversations in the past with people in entertainment and it's, you're, you're too old to act, you're too old to model. Um, it's, I, I think there's hopefully a change in that being seen and, and we're seeing people accomplish things no matter what age. Right. And, and just reaching these high highs, at yeah at at any age you know yeah I definitely think that this change is happening we're seeing a lot more gymnasts um even just athletes in general continue in the sport that they love um even longer um until however age they are when they want to stop um I really don't believe that there's a age limit um to any sport And we were even talking about at the Olympics, how we feel like we sent like one of our oldest teams and was still successful. And we saw so many other Olympians who were older, I guess, than what was the normal or considered to be the normal. So it's really just cool and inspiring to be able to see all these athletes continuing to push themselves and just truly be great at the sport that they love. Definitely. And I guess, you know, speaking on, on the Olympics again, and just sort of your personal takeaways, I'd love to, if, if you wouldn't mind just offering up your tips and tricks, your takeaways, your advice, everything that you've sort of learned for any other athletes that are out there, that are listening in. Um, I'd love to know, like your Olympic journey, what would you consider to be just the biggest takeaway of not only just reaching that milestone of being there, but winning gold and just, and then now being an Olympic athlete, you know, and, and having won gold at the Olympics, like what that whole journey, I'm sure it was a roller coaster, but what was your takeaway from all of that? Yeah. Um, that journey definitely was a roller coaster, but one takeaway that I do have from that is really just living one day at a time and staying in the moment because It definitely can be difficult and challenging, especially on really hard days, but you're not going to have a hard day every single day. So I've always lived by just taking it one day at a time and controlling what you can control um, because you can't control everything. Um, And I know that it can be very hard, um, but just trusting your training and your journey and remembering why you do what you do and what your end goal is um, really helped me keep pushing and keep going after what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really wonderful advice because, I mean, as somebody who's played (laughs) not sports professionally, but I've played sports throughout my, my younger years, which wasn't that long ago, but I think it's easy to feel when you are the athlete, when you are the one doing the action, right? It's easy to put all that pressure on yourself when something doesn't go right. Right. It's easy to say, Oh, I messed up and it's, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. But as you put it, and that's one thing I'm just trying to adapt that into life in general, right? It's just Mm -hmm. stuff is beyond your control. There's so much you're able to control and and just focusing on what's right in front of you instead of the 10,000 steps ahead of you, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely always helped me, especially on the hard days, just honestly, even focusing at on one minute at a time, like, what am I doing right now that can make me better and help me get to where I want to be? Definitely, definitely. And then with your schedule, I guess, as an athlete and also competing on the elite level and the collegiate level, you know, we talked about that in the beginning um, of our conversation, but how have you managed to balance those two? Cause I'm sure it can be a lot. It's sort of like having your feet in, in two sort of separate, but similar worlds and yeah. you're a student as well, which is just, I, I feel like, um, a lot of times like people can forget that when they look at collegiate athletes, it's especially, I feel like every year with, with football and people put so much emphasis on games and winning and, and all this stuff. And you have to remember like athletes are, or their student athletes are also students and, and having those sort of different worlds. How have you managed to balance that? Yeah, it's definitely not always easy, but, um, For me, honestly, just writing out a day-to-day schedule and really trying to follow that, um, keeping track of what I need to get done in school, um, making sure that I'm there at gym and having done everything that I need to do for my body to feel good at gym so that I'm prepared to do the best that I can do. Um, So it's really honestly to me all about like time management and figuring out when I can do what and how I can have enough time to do it exactly how I need to do it um, and not cut anything short. Um, There's busier days than others, um, but that's really helped me just kind of get used to this new lifestyle of mine. Um, So it's definitely gotten easier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of the gym, these are just sort of some personal questions that I was interested in and hearing about sort of your um, sort of your takes on things. So when it comes to warming up and getting in, you know, your your zone, whatever that is, what is like your go to like warm up song? Oh, I don't I guess I don't necessarily have one certain song, but I would just say as long as like the music is upbeat, then it's easier to just get your body going and like relax your mind and really just have fun, like warming up and getting ready, especially when you're with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I know. And I feel like I that is, a, that is a hard question, at least for myself, because I feel like mine always changes. There's some, there's some that are just lose yourself Eminem, right? Just like a try and true <laughs> that like never fails. But then I feel like there's so much music out there that like every, every month like, there's like a new song that like gets me in the zone, like if I'm going to the gym or whatever it may be. But, and then my last question in regards to all that, like rapid fire round that we just did <laughs> when it comes to tricks and routines, what is, I guess, do you have a, do you have a favorite trick that you do as a gymnast? And then I don't know if it's an obvious question because you, you won gold in floor, but do you have a, like a favorite, do you prefer bars? Do you prefer floor beam? Like what's, what are your preferences? Yeah. Um, my favorite event is definitely floor. Um, but I would say for 
My favorite skill, I would either say a double-double on floor or a pack full on bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm, like I said, I am no um, genius and, and uh, I don't have my player's book, right, to know all the technical terms, <laughs> but I genuinely do. I genuinely love gymnastics. And I think one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on, Jade, is because you really whether you know it or not, you really represent this new wave of not just gymnasts, but I feel like athletes that are just raising the bar and setting a new standard and and just, I don't know if tossing away is the right word, but just sort of like paving a new path for different sort of perceptions. Like we talked about different things with, um, with age when it comes to sports, with um, pushing boundaries for your health. I feel like that was such a big thing that came out of last year with, with Tokyo Mm -hmm. is just more and more athletes stepping up and saying, you know what, I need to focus on me. (laughs) And if Mm -hmm. if part of that, I mean, we saw it with, with Simone, I'm I'm sure that, um, that was just a conversation going around the whole time you're around Tokyo is just focusing on, um, whether it be mental health, physical health, um, and just self-care, right. Um, I feel like I'm seeing that more and more those conversations are happening in sports. And I think it's, it's Mm -hmm. really great to see. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, it's really important to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves because at the end of the day, um, we're people too, not just athletes. And there's more to us than the sport that we do. So it's really important to be sure to, take care of ourselves and get help if we need it. And I think it's really great that we're finally starting to see more and more people take a step back and look out for themselves. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's really important. And I think with that said, um, you know, before we get into our final question, I, I personally just want to note on that with your sort of your future plans, right? As you said, you're not just an athlete, you are an individual with a bunch of other interests and and, and passions, I'm sure outside of gymnastics, but gymnastics is also a huge part of your life. So with that said, what are sort of your, I mean, your, your goals, what are you sort of reaching towards in the next, the next few years, um, whether it be your, your educational goals, your athletic goals, um, or just, you know, things that you're really looking forward to, to, to accomplishing and, and setting your eyes on. Yeah. Um, mainly right now, my biggest goal is making the 2024 Olympic team, um, but I mean, also, um, I'm really looking forward to um, this new college season with my team. Um, I know that we want to do better um, this year. And of course, another goal of mine is getting my college degree. And then just from there, figuring out what I want to do with it. Um, I definitely feel like I'm going to want to be involved with gymnastics in some sort of way, just not sure how that is exactly yet. (laughs) But as so many people have been telling me this, so I will tell you the same. That is the beauty of the process. So they say, (laughs) (laughs) so they say, because I'm very much in a, you know, a similar boat um, myself where 
you know, the next few years look daunting. Uh, and I'm just, I'm sort of at that age, I'm 24 and I'm sort of at this age where I'm trying to figure out everything before I'm 30, but also recognizing that so much is going to happen, you know, before and even after I'm 30. So, you know, I think it's really easy to get swept up and you need to complete these goals by this timestamp and you have to, you know, set your eyes on specific things and before you reach a certain age. And, uh, I think it's really important to just appreciate the sort of not knowing. (laughs) And that's like a lot, there's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. in that. I agree. Um, it definitely can be easy to get caught up in everything but like I said earlier just living like in the moment and being one day at a time and appreciating each moment and even like you said not knowing what comes next um there's definitely beauty in that too for sure so Jade like I said this has been so fun um I was personally you know such a big fan of seeing your journey on screen and I think even just hearing about it sort of in person I mean we're still still talking through a screen but to meet you and hear about your <laughs> journey I think um you you have so much ahead of you to achieve and learn and grow and I think that's it, it's really cool and why I was excited to have your sort of perspective on because you're someone who you've reached such high highs. Um, you're stepping into new fields with school, but you're also, there's so many other highs for you to achieve and so many other directions and paths for you to go on. So with that said, I always love to conclude on a piece of advice and, um, with this being handling it, I always love to hear, has there been a piece of advice or a lesson that you've learned that's really helped you handle your life? Yeah. Um, I think as we all probably know um, at the Olympics I didn't have the best day before I won the floor gold and that has been something that's really taught me about how strong of a person that I am and that anyone can be um, because we're not going to be able to be perfect every single day and so unfortunately what happened to me, wasn't on the best day um, for that to happen. But it's really just taught me that you can push through anything and get what you want um, as long as you never give up and just continue to fight and go after what you really want. I think also embracing the challenge um, has been something that I have learned because it really does just make you stronger as a person and teach you all that you can get through and persevere through. Um, And just one piece of advice that I have is to always just stay true to who you are and really enjoy the journey and trust the journey. Um, Just living one day at a time and always going after what you want, no matter what anyone says about it. Amen. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. That's something I have to keep reminding myself. You know, it's easy to say it, um, but to continually remind yourself, that's another thing. Um, But I I think it's such great advice and just trusting the journey that you're on and and where it will lead you. So Jade, thank you so much for coming on. And before you go, where can people follow along with you and keep up with your journey and all that you're going to be setting out to do? 
You can follow me at Instagram on Instagram. My username is just Jade Carey. Um, I'm pretty active on there with keeping people up to date on what I'm doing and where I'm going next. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I just can't wait to see all you continue to do. You've already accomplished so much. So um, seeing this next chapter uh, play out will be really fun to for me and I'm sure so many other people to watch and, and for yourself. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. This was great. <laughs>all right everybody i hope you all enjoyed today's conversation with jade she has done some absolutely remarkable things so far in her athletic career and i personally can't wait to see what's next for her if you'd like to follow along with jade's journey her social media handles are listed below in the show notes thank you to jade so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you all next year when Handling It returns for season four. But until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.